Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach and founder of Women About Biz, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day and, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas guess what? A huge success. I'm so excited that you are all here with me today. I want to welcome you. And for all of you who are new to the show, welcome. We welcome you into our positive environment where we can give you information that you will be able to put to use right away. Now, I trust that everyone had a fantastic weekend and that you are now ready for, guess what, a productive week, right? Yeah, you want to have a productive week where you are accomplishing your goals, where you are clear on what needs to happen task-wise in order for those goals to be achieved by Friday or Saturday. So that's going to be very, very important. You know, our theme all this month has been loving yourself loving your business. And it has been all about understanding the importance of balancing between yourself and your business. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about balancing as in a 50%, 50% even scale, but I'm talking about balancing that's best for you, right? You know, one of the things that I thought about in this topic that a lot of people also have asked me questions. It's like, what does love have to do with business, right? What, is it, what does it have to do with it? You know, is Coach Trina going bunkers or is she just thinking a little too deep? But in actuality, love has everything to do with success. Love in and of itself just literally is the answer for almost anything and everything that goes on in our lives. And business is no different, right? And so what love really means when it comes to you and your business and how having that right type of love can help you um, to thrive in your business is really what you should be paying attention to. Because when you love someone, right, when you love someone, you want what's best for that person. And it's no different than your business. When you love your business, you want You truly, truly want what's best for the business. Now, today, I'm going to be talking about something a little later on as I close out this topic, loving yourself, loving your business. I'm going to be talking about you can't be successful if you don't believe, right? And as women and business women, we all have to really hold ourselves accountable, and we all have to be up close and real with ourselves when it comes to what is actually impacting our ability to be productive as CEOs in our businesses. And a lot of the times, it really boils down to belief, right? And I'm going to dig deep a little bit today and give you some ways that you can reinforce your belief and also look at some things that you need to be doing to affirm your belief 
because oftentimes, again, we don't walk around really on a daily basis. We walk on the surface of life, right? Life has a tendency to carry us on the surface, and, of course, we've created habits that allow us to live on the surface, so we don't dig beneath life itself in our minds to really ask ourselves questions that are going to get us to be more productive. And so we're, we're going to dig deep a little bit today and talk about that. Also, uh, as you know, the book club book of the month has been Action Has No Season by Michael V. Roberts. Many of you have written into me and have shared with me how much you are actually enjoying this book, Right. And I've actually had a few people who said, well, I found the book a little hard to read. And so, again, keep in mind that when we feature books on the show, trust me, I have read these books. I've kind of vetted these books, looked up the person who wrote the book to really see if they have as much experience as the book is portraying them to have, right? And then I read the book. And I highlight, I yellow highlight a lot of different areas in the book that I think would be useful for um, the, the listeners and members at Women About Biz. And then from there, I choose my excerpts from the areas that I have highlighted. So it's not just me picking a book out, right? It's not just me reading anything from a book for the sake of saying we have a book of the month. You've got to understand that I'm very serious when it comes to being successful, and I want you all to keep in mind that book reading is very, very important when you read the right types of books from people who have, who have years of experience, right? So think about it this way. One book per month written by an author who usually has 10 years of experience, by the end of the year, you will have added 20 years, I'm sorry, 120 years of wisdom to your life if you choose to implement what you have read, what you have learned, right? So there's there's an if there. Pay attention to that. If you read a book just to read and you put it down, but you don't write any notes. You don't say, hey, here's how I think I can implement this in my life or in my business. And then you go about, you know, creating the goal of doing that. Then, no, you're not going to really get anything out of the book. You may enjoy some of the things it's saying, but you're not going to get anything out of the book at like you thought. So it's important to understand that sometimes you may have to read a book once, twice, two or three times. And in many cases, I know for me, I've read the e-myth maybe about going on 11 times now. And so there's just those books that are going to be in your success library that you're going to have to go back to and you're going to have to read over and over. And for those books that are a little more complex, um, the concepts that they're talking about or you've got to get used to the author's way of writing, it takes a little time sometimes. But trust me, in most cases, you will have those aha moments. You will begin to understand what the author is trying to say. And also, it depends on age sometimes too, right? How I read books in my 20s and 30s um, is not how I read books in my 40s and now in my 50s. I, you know, I read those books now with so much more wisdom than I had, you know, a 10 or 20 years ago. So again, reading is absolutely incredible. And I consider it 
um, one of the purest forms and ways to add wisdom um, based on different types of topics. Now, I think sometimes it's a little bit different when you're reading to figure out how to do something, you know? And so many of you have often heard me say, me say, you know, which one would you choose? Would you buy a book to read how to create a website or would you just go and find a virtual assistant or someone who can do it for you? And so sometimes, yes, you may want to get books that give you instructions on how to do something, but that really is not the CEO way. The CEO's way is to keep moving at all times in planning and being the ambassador of her business. And so therefore, you know, while it's okay to read how to do something in a book, like doing the website, like creating different, um, different techniques in your business, the CEO way is often, most often, to go ahead and hire someone to do it for you so you can keep moving and keep planning, keep visioning, keep um, looking at ways to increase sales in your business, right? And so I want to bring that to your attention because I want to distinguish the difference between the two when you're talking about, you know, reading books for success. But when you are reading books for success from individuals who are sharing with you principles, techniques, and strategies to get ahead in business, oh, yeah, you know, definitely these are things that you will want to take a look at and be able to implement. And even then, sometimes you will get other people to implement those things for you, okay? Just want to make sure. Um, also today, we're going to talk about uh, evaluating your first quarter because here we are moving into March and I just want to prepare you and make sure that you know some things about evaluating your business for first quarter and what you need to be taking a look at. And then also I have an excerpt from the book, Action Has No Season, right, um, which is going to be something that I think, again, this book you guys will want to keep in your success library and read more than once or twice. And then, of course, we'll be ending the show today with our final topic on loving yourself, loving your business. You can't be successful if you don't believe. So let's go ahead and get started with five questions of business leadership. Here's question number one. Question number one is, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Again, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? You know, what beliefs and habits do you need to support your vision and your goals? What about morning personal development? How are you going to develop yourself from a standpoint of feeding your mind with positive thoughts, positive affirmations? What about various personal development tools and resources that you need. So that's very, very important. I want you guys to also remember, and this is very, very key, right? I want you to remember that it's great, again, to look up to other people and listen and get inspired and use some of their quotes. It's, it's nothing wrong with that. You should. But there's nothing like personal power. And so when you're talking about preparing your mindset for greatness, you, you are the one that needs to create your own customized affirmations, right? Affirmations that mean something to you. That's very, very important. So, again, you know, get that three-by-five index card or index cards, right, and create affirmations that you will be able 
to really dig into. I have um, a, a client who shared with me, and this was maybe about a year or two ago, I think. She shared with me that she bought a small index box, and she divided her affirmations uh, into subjects, right? Positive motivation or affirmations, affirmations for when I procrastinate, affirmations to when I feel my belief is not in place. And she is able to just pull the three-by-five cards from those sections of affirmations um, so that she can indeed encourage herself, motivate herself. And she really understood what it was to have personal power. You know, there's a lot of psychiatrists, psychologists, experts, coaches, you know, a lot of people who have their own opinions on the act of positive thinking. You know, you have those people that say, well, positive thinking can do a lot of uh, harm because if you're always positive thinking, you're never really embracing um, when when some, when you're hurting about something or, or or what have you, and that's not necessarily true, right? In most cases, that's not true. The thing you need to know is, and, and just think common sense wise, ask yourself this question: Which would I rather be doing? Would I be would I rather walk around thinking positive all day and having beautiful thoughts about myself and the things that I want to do in life, or would I prefer to walk around with doom and gloom and negative and be hard on myself all day long to the point to where I've drilled drilled down to depressing my own self? I mean, which one would you rather have? Hopefully, those of you who are listening this today on the show, you're you're really wanting to choose the positive side. Right, you would prefer to have a positive lifestyle. You would prefer to have a positive mindset that is preparing you for greatness. Don't forget, one of the things that I do know that happens is with positive thinking is that positive thinking allows you to create a force field around yourself that negative thinking in its tracks, and it allows you to quickly recognize negative environments and people talking negative around you, and it allows you to remove yourself from that, right? And that's what you want because trust me, throughout your day sometimes, you are going to have negative things to happen to you, and you need to know how to detach yourself and allow yourself to absorb that moment, put it in its proper place, and many times you will keep going, right? Now, of course, there are times that we may hear that something has happened to a relative or we may have an urgent issue, family matter going on or what have you, and we just can't brush over it. Of course not, right? But what we can do is that we can put it in its proper place and we can put ourselves in check so that we can better handle it. You know, all things through Christ, right? And that's one of the things that I always do. When I'm, when I'm facing um, really rough situations, really big challenges, I always say to myself, this too shall pass. You know, I have a couple of challenges that I'm dealing with right now, you know, and I am – dealing with them as expeditiously as I can, you know, but I looked at times when, I think back on times when I was a younger woman, and I realized that if I had been trying to handle the challenges that I'm having now, I think I would have broken down and just been stressed out for a week or two or months at a time and not wanted to deal with the situation. 
But now I have more wisdom. I know where my power comes from. I understand personal power and what it is. And so I'm able to say to myself, this too shall pass. And guess what? It really does pass. And I know that. You see, I know that trusting on God's promises that these things will pass. They're not going to always be forever. So it's no need of me um, trying to be doom and gloom all day and, and feeling like this is never going to leave. So that's, what, that's the way that you have to be in all things, not just in business, but in all things. So preparing your mindset for greatness is key. Here's number two in the five questions of business leadership. Are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goals? And we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on. So I'm going to move on. But the one thing that I do want to say to you is that I really encourage all of you to really start asking yourself this question and be very serious about it and ask it of yourself as often as you need to because your answer is going to help you to have your aha moments. Here's number three. What do I want to have accomplished this Friday? What do I want to have accomplished this Friday? Okay, now there's three things that you should be including in that. There's going to be some other things custom to your business, but three of the things that you always have to look at frequently is sales, marketing, and leads, new leads coming into your business, those three things. Number four, how can I be an asset to my business? Well, this is a huge question, and again, this is one of those questions, again, that you should be asking yourself. Here's some sub-questions to help you get the brainstorming going on this. Am I being an ambassador? Am I sharing and telling people what I do, who I am, what I stand for, what my business is all about? Am I coming up with creative ways to do that? Am I doing Facebook Lives? Am I doing videos on YouTube? Am I um, sending emails out and letting people know this is what I do? Am I showing my authority and my credibility by writing useful and timeful uh, timely articles. So these are things you should be looking at. Am I seeking out new collaborations, right? Am I connecting with people who don't do what I do, but we both share similar to the same audience, right? Am I leading my power team? In other words, do I have and have I compiled a team of individuals who, when I need them, they're but a phone call away, like graphics designers, my attorney, my accountant, my tax specialist, my bookkeeper, my web designer, my article writer. You know, are these people at a a fingertip away from just dialing their number because I've already interviewed them, I've vetted them, they know me, I know them, and, and they know that I will be calling upon them from time to time or frequently to help me out. So this is very, very key. And this question, how can I be an asset to my business, this is something that stops you right in your track with just being busy every day and not really knowing who you are as the CEO. And it really puts things in perspective. Last but not least, number five in the five questions of business leadership, am I investing in myself and my business? And there are three core areas that I want you to take a look at with, when asking this question. Am I investing in my health and wellness? What are you doing um, um, time-wise to invest in your exercise? Are you drinking uh, water and hydrating your body like you should? Have you cut down on eating so many fatty foods? Are you eating all the right carbs 
right? Are you overweight and need to lose weight? How are you going to make that happen? So that you can have plenty of energy in order to be successful. You know, I want you to think of it this way. It doesn't make sense to want a business that it's going to generate you millions of dollars, right? It doesn't make sense to have a business that, that you want to do that for you, only to get to that point and not be able to enjoy it because you're not healthy. You're not in the right mindset or you're not in the right physical set, right? And so come on, guys. We've got to get health um, to be a priority for us as women, you know, Uh, If you haven't scheduled that mammogram, if you haven't scheduled that pap, you haven't been to the doctor in a while, now is the time to go ahead and make those appointments. The second core area of investing for yourself and your business is personal development and coaching. You know, a lot of women have this tendency to want to try and fix things and be perfect before they talk to the coach. But the whole reason why you go to a coach and get help and assistance is so that you can shorten your learning curve and move faster, right? You shouldn't be trying to to have the analysis paralysis or the perfection mode going to your coach. You, you should be going to your coach saying, hey, I've got these issues, or I need some help being held accountable, or I really need some, to brainstorm. I really need to put my marketing strategy in place, or I need to really, I, I want to be the queen of goal setting, but I don't seem to accomplish my goals every week. I need some assistance with doing that. And this is very, very key. And then, of course, the third area that I recommend in investing in yourself and your business is marketing and advertising. You know, we're living in a a time now where organic marketing can help you, meaning marketing you don't pay for, it can help you if effectively done. And for those of you who aren't familiar with that term, organic marketing, just look it up on Google, guys. It's going to tell you a lot about it, right? It's different techniques and strategies that you use and you should be using to get recognized, right? But then how do you how do you move that faster? How do you see faster results? Well, the right kind of marketing, lead generation, and the right type of advertising. And so you really have to think about this and ask yourself the question, should I expect to spend money on making money? If I'm expecting a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in net profit, for example, am I to think that I should not be utilizing some of that money to turn it back into the business and feed the business, nourish the business, and market effectively? Or, or, you know, where's my thinking on that? And I, I want you guys to really think about that. And I've had people to chat me up on Facebook and also via text and say, but Trina, you know, what you're saying, I just don't have the money because I normally recommend 10 to 20% of what it is that you want to make for the year. That's what you should be investing in from a marketing standpoint. Well, here's how you do it. If you don't have, for example, $20,000 to spread out over a course of a year and invest in marketing right away, as you make your profit, you need to take 10 to 20% off the top. Okay, if you make your profit 10 and 20% off the top. I've also had people to ask me, well, do you think I should get a business loan for the purpose of marketing? And so I think 
my answer has always been let the numbers guide you, right? So if you've done a cash flow projection, if what you offer is in a demand or you already have a following, you've already did a lot of the things you needed to do, such as build your credibility, you have your website in place, you have lead uh, pages in place, you have a sales funnel um, in place, then it's possible that, yes, you may want to look at getting a business loan solely for the purpose of marketing because that's what's going to make you money, right? But you want to move slow on it and you want to make sure that you've at least scheduled a power talk with me so we can brainstorm it and and talk it out, okay? And that's very, very key. So there you have it, the five questions of business leadership. And I want you guys to understand and know that these questions that you can ask yourself every day, throughout the day, as often as you need to, are designed to help you to step up into your position of leadership for your company, right? And they are designed to help you to be in the entrepreneur visionary role instead of being in the labor and management role. So it's important for you to understand that. And, again, do this exercise as often as you need to. It's 1225 after the hour, and you are listening to the Successful Woman Radio Show. I am so glad that you guys are here with me today. And I see that the board is packed out. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I know that we probably have a lot of new listeners. And so, again, I want to welcome you to the Woman Radio Show and just share with you who we are and what the show is all about. Now, Successful Woman Radio Radio is the flagship radio show for WomenAboutBiz.net. That's WomenAboutBiz.net. And so, of course, we are a business women's personal and business development network, and we're here to help you to start and grow your business and give you information, again, that you can put to use right away in your business. We also are about keeping a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. Now, if this sounds good for you, if this is the type of environment that you've been looking for, then I want to encourage you to mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, where I will be right here for you come rain, shine, holiday or not. I'm always here every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern. And so we want to welcome you aboard. Make sure that you visit WomenAboutBiz.com. Again, womenaboutbiz, as in zebra.net, and sign up as a free member so that we can welcome you into our family of business women and share with you other resources that are available at the Women About Biz site. If you should miss an episode, live episode, you can always go to, if you have an iPhone, you can go to podcast, and you can look up Successful Woman Radio and lock it in by marking it as a favorite. If you have an Android phone, you can always download Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, and you can then look up Successful Woman Radio and mark it as a favorite, and there you'll have it at your fingertips on your phone. You can also listen to it at womenaboutbiz.net, click on podcast in the top right menu bar, and you will see the blog talk player there, and you can listen to previous episodes. So we've got several ways for you to listen. 
As a matter of fact, we will be on Google Podcasts, um, available through Google Podcasts starting in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, for those of you who are on Android and you listen to Google Podcasts a lot. So, again, we have – um, we have several ways for you to tap into our positive environment at Successful Woman Radio. And so, again, we welcome you, welcome you to the show. Well, listen, I want to talk to you about evaluating your business for first quarter. There are some things that you need to be pulling together and you need to be gathering, right? Okay, so we all know that the most important three things, as I've mentioned before, uh, is um, uh, marketing, generating leads, and sales. Those are the three most important things that are going to bring money into your business. And so, therefore, while there are other administrative tasks that have to be done, if you had to choose and say, which am I going to pay attention to, it, it really would be those three things as the CEO, right? You know, if you lost all of your employees for some reason and, and you couldn't do anything else, um, it, you've got to pay attention to marketing, generating leads, and, you know, and the sales. Those three things are vital. They are key. Now, we're coming up on March, and there are some things that you need to be aware of, right? Because sometimes we set goals for the business, but we really have not been productive or functional in carrying out the to-do items that support those goals so they can be accomplished. And this is something that I talk about quite often. So the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to list the goals that you set for yourself for first quarter. So, again, list your first quarter goals. What were they, right? And that's going to be key. The next thing that you've got to do is you need to go and you need to determine what goals have been accomplished, okay? What goals have been accomplished? And now that we are 30 days out from the first quarter ending, we, you know, 30 to 45 days out from the first quarter ending, for those goals that you have not accomplished yet, you need to look at them and prioritize them and determine which ones you might be carrying over to the next quarter, okay? Which ones will you be carrying over to the next quarter possibly? Because sometimes it takes the full three months to accomplish your goal, right? And then sometimes it doesn't. But if you have too many things listed, all of them can't happen in the next 45 days. So you've got to really take a look at that, right? The other thing that you've got to do is you've got to look at your goal-setting process, okay? There is a system, there is a process to goal-setting. And so if you don't have that in place, then you might not be accomplishing your goals. And, again, I want to encourage you, if you have not already scheduled a power talk with me to talk about your goals for this year, this quarter, this is a good time to do it. Remember, each businesswoman um, that's a free member has the ability to schedule one free power talk per year. That's $125 value. And for those of you that already had a power talk, you already know that I give you a lot of meat. We brainstorm. There's no hold back. It's the real deal, right? And so I want you guys to go ahead and get that scheduled. Let me tell you how you do that, Okay. You simply go to womenaboutbiz.net, and right there on the homepage, right up under the header, you will see Schedule Power Talk. You'll see it right there. It's a woman who is on the beach, and she's kind of in a joyful pose, 
All you got to do is schedule, click on that, click on that pink link and schedule your power talk. And I'm challenging you guys, go ahead and do that today. Uh, I know that we are probably full for the rest of this month, but next month I think we have slots that are open, so you need to go ahead and take care of that as soon as possible. Don't procrastinate and stop saying to yourself, well, I got to get a few things together first before I schedule a power talk. Girl, schedule that power talk, okay? And stop trying to be perfect because I'm not expecting you to. What I'm expecting you to do is to step up to the plate and say, hey, this is what's not happening. This is what I need to discuss. How can you help me with this? Okay, so let's get going on that. Um, some other things about first quarter is I want you to take a look at your sales totals, okay? What is your sale, your gross sales total? How much, how much have you brought in? So what you're looking at is your sales goals and what you have actually brought in, okay? And, and what you need to pay attention to is how far away are you from your sales goals as far as percentage. For example, if I wanted to make $100 but I only brought in $20 so far, right, I'm 80% away from reaching my sales goals, okay? And so that's, that's kind of like what you want to think about. And so how far are you from reaching your sales goals? Because, listen, we got to stop running away from the money because money does not own us. We own it. We make it. We create it, right? And so we got to stop uh, having that mindset and being scared to ask people to pay us for what we are worth. Okay, we've got to value ourselves, and our customers will then value us, and that's very, very key. And so I want you to take a look at those sales totals, okay? I also want you, I also want you to take a look at uh, what we usually call SWAT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right? I want you to take a look at your, your SWAT, okay? And SWAT is where you basically just take a blank sheet of paper, and you make a cross on the paper to make four squares. And the first square to the left is the S for strength. And the second uh, square to the next to that to the right is weaknesses. And then below in the left square again is opportunities, and the right is threats, okay? So basically you have a, uh, four boxes, and on the paper it spells SWOT, S-W-O-T, right? And here's quickly what strengths are. Um, when you're talking about a strengths in a SWOT evaluation for your business, strengths are all internal, right? Strengths are what 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 are we doing right? What are the things that that are helping our business to be strong? What's our competitive edge over other companies similar to us? What do we offer better? How are we providing a better service or giving a better product? What are our strengths? Okay, and then you do the same thing, go over to the right, and you write out, and, and mind you, you should do it in bullet point fashion. You look at weaknesses. What are the weak areas in our businesses, right? What are we not doing so right? What results aren't we getting? Why do we think we're not getting those results? Bullet point that. And then you go down to opportunities, right? Now, opportunities and threats are all external, okay? So opportunities are you know, who can I collaborate with? What other opportunities or doors that are opening up for me um, can, can, can be an advantage for me that I need to be able to be prepared and ready to take advantage of? That's very, very important, right? Um, I was just talking to someone who owns a cafe in my area, 
And she was telling me that that the Starbucks close to her was closing, but she didn't know why. And I said, well, guess what? That's an opportunity for you because now you have the opportunity to become a central point for the coffee hangout in the community. So you need to start figuring out a marketing strategy complete with, you know, a buy one, get one free cards, uh, you know, hangout celebrations, um, you know, start a mailing list, a campaign mailing list, all those different things that you can do to really connect to the community and develop a relationship in the community. And, man, we stayed on the phone a while talking about all of the ways that Starbucks doesn't do certain things that she wants to do in the community, right? And so, again, those that's an opportunity for her. That's just one example. Example, threats could be threat a threat is when there are external things happening that really impact your business. For example, the whole pandemic was a huge threat to small businesses, right? Uh, especially restaurants, because restaurants were not able to really bounce back like a, like some of the businesses who were used to being virtual were able to bounce back. Like Amazon was able to keep going and bouncing back and had no problems, but they had a whole virtual layout going on that they that they founded their company on. So it wasn't as big of a deal, right? Um, They just had to worry about employees and their warehouses and how they were going to keep a safe and uh, clean environment um, and and put some policies in place for that. Otherwise, they kept moving. So did Federal Express, so did UPS, so did other larger companies who all are very virtual in many ways, right? But for restaurants, there were that was a huge threat. The pandemic was a threat because we were mandated and ordered by the federal government on a national quarantine. We could not go out at all. And they shut down all restaurants, right? And so because of that, if you owned a restaurant, it was devastating and it was a threat. Now, how did a lot of restaurants overcome that? Well, as soon as they allowed restaurants to open back up, they what they a lot of restaurants who who are still successful and many say they made even more money during the pandemic than they did before it came along. What they were able to do is to quickly know how to use technology and to be able to create um, smaller menus and create a a takeout order process. Now, one such restaurant was Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A did a phenomenal job where they set up a tent outside. They had their employees with masks on. They had, they had it to where uh, you, you put your own credit card in the machine while they hold it, but you didn't touch them. Then they would wipe it off with, uh, with a sanitized uh, uh, wipe. Um, so they were, they were really on top of things right away. They, they probably had a corporate huddle to figure out. And then there were a lot of small and micro home-based businesses that used technology but didn't use it effectively in the first place. And so, therefore, they were unprepared in knowing how to make things happen. So there were a lot of different things going on as far as threats to the business. But then let's talk about some some threats that happen even if there's no pandemic going on, right? There is, like, if you have a, a commercial brick-and-mortar business, you know, if you own a hamburger restaurant 
and and then uh, another hamburger restaurant opens up across the street from you. Well, that's a threat, right? Absolutely. That that's a that's a huge threat. Um, if you own a gift basket service that's called Gift Baskets by Lori, but then someone else opens up a gift basket by Lori, but but the two names are spelled different. Yours is L O R I, but hers is L A U R I. Well, that's a confusion, right? That's a huge confusion, and especially if you're in the same city, the same area. Because they can piggyback off of you or you could be piggybacking off of them. So you have to be careful because that could be a threat as well. Another threat, an external threat to your business could be that um, people who owe you money on invoices and different things have not paid you. And as a result, it's a threat financially to your business because you're not able to pay your own account payables because other people haven't paid you. And you don't have control over those people paying you either. And that's normally what a threat is. A threat is normally that you don't have control over the, of, over the issue from a standpoint of making them do what you want them to do. But what you do have control over is how you react to it and how you look at how you can overcome the threat, um, that's very key. So you can't be reactionary, get all emotional and proud about threats that happen in your business. You have to stand your ground and know how you're going to overcome them, and that's very, very important. So, again, I want you to be able to do that. But these are all things that you should be evaluating in your business. I want to add a couple other things to this business evaluation list for the first quarter, okay? Number one is also do you have your position description? Okay? In other words, are you clear as being the CEO? In the first quarter of your business of this year, have you been the CEO for your company? Because I'm going to tell you, you can't be waiting until the ninth month of the year to ask yourself that question or to try to straighten it up. While it's never too late, if you hear me telling you that now and you're shaking your head in agreement, why are you waiting? Many of you do not have a position description as the CEO of your company on what you should be doing, and you don't have that clarity. Shame on you. You've got to make that a priority, and that needs to go on your action planner today. You need to get that done, right? And, of course, guess what? If you're not quite sure, what do I always tell you guys to do? If you haven't had a power talk or a consultation with me and you need to, get it done. Schedule it. It is so very, very important, okay? And then, of course, the second question is all about workflow. Do you have a workflow system in place in your business, okay? Because a lot of the problems going on with marketing have to do more with workflow than anything. If, if you are marketing every now and then or just, just when you're available to hurry up and go do a marketing campaign in your email marketing system, that's not going to work. People want to see you be consistent, Okay, and I'll keep it transparent. That's probably one of my weak spots as far as that consistency. I have to make sure I have my VAs on top of that. So because I'm moving so fast, I don't have time to implement a lot of those marketing strategies, and neither should I be, right? So I have to make sure that I have the right power team in place who can do that marketing 
for me, and that's very, very key. And so I want to remind you, I want to remind you, okay, that your workflow process is what's going to help you grow your business, okay? Everything is is in a system, everything. And so you always have to ask yourself whether you come up with a new product, a new idea, your marketing, your administration, you always have to ask yourself, what has, from the beginning to the end of what you want to happen, what should be going on in between, right? From the time a customer call, to, to the, from the time a customer signs up, from the time a customer sends you an email, what should be happening all the way leading to closing the sale with that customer and that person uh, becoming a paid customer, right? And so that's very, very key. And the same thing goes for anything that you want to do in your business, right? You know, in today's time, you know, you hear the word sales funnel, marketing funnel, workflow funnel. You hear that word funnel, but all a funnel is is basically a step-by-step system that leads to a positive result of what you want to happen. That's what a funnel is, okay? And so for everything that you want, there always has to be a step-by-step system. So there you have it. I hope that I'm helping many of you who are listening to the show today, and I'm hoping that you are writing notes, taking good, good notes, right, so that you can start getting ready to evaluate yourself at the end of first quarter. Now, a lot of the things that I've called out, you may need to still put in place. And, you know, again, as I said before, it is never too late. If you have not really been carrying out your goals, if you have not been uh, processing your goals in the right way so that you can accomplish them, then you need to be scheduling a power talk with me so I can help you out with that, okay? Um, Very, very key. And I want to also make sure that you guys know and understand, right, that when it comes to planning in your business, that you should have an overall strategic plan that encompasses marketing, generating leads, your sales strategy, it encompasses all of that. So that you, and then including your business goals, so that you are able to then break it down by quarter. So that you really have clarity as a CEO about what should be happening this year. What is it that you want to do? Okay. Well, it is 1245, 15 minutes before the hour. Don't hang up. Don't click off because I've still got some good stuff to talk with you about. You can't be successful if you don't believe. But before we do that, I want to go ahead quickly and read this final excerpt from the book, Action Has No Season by Michael V. Roberts. And, of course, this book is so good. For those of you that are new to the show today, you guys, make sure you add this book, Success Has No, uh, I'm sorry, Action Has No Season, Michael V. Roberts. Again, Action Has No Season by Michael V. as in Victor Roberts with an S, okay? In this last chapter, Final Thoughts, he says some very profound things. Here we go. He says, the actioner discerns their life's purposes by listening to the voice of their heart and mind. Since birth, their thoughts, ideas, and visions have indicated their purpose. At various points in time, distractions will attempt to deter you you from your purpose. Without control of your response to the distractions in your life, I want to repeat that. 
without control of your response to the distractions in your life, you will experience destruction. Reacting angrily and seeking revenge will lead to bad decisions and regrets. If you are slow to anger, you will be fast to greatness. The actioneer trains their inner spirit to say no to their adversary and no to feelings of resentment and rivalry. He goes on to say that when climbing the ladder towards success, you will encounter opponents and envious people. But guess what? The actioneer does it anyway. He says becoming a leader will cause some people to loathe you. But guess what? An actioneer does it anyway. He says some people will resent your enjoyment of life. But guess what? An actioneer does it anyway. Some people will disagree with your beliefs. But guess what? An actioneer does it anyway. Some people will criticize your need to take action, but guess what? An actioneer does it anyway. He says, why? In the end, your actions are between you and your spiritual maker. Therefore, it's no one's concern. If you are unclear as to your purpose, then you must seek out the deepest desires within you. In order to recognize your purpose and mission, you must differentiate between your true desires and your passing interests. You can have an interest in one function but not have a passion to pursue it. If you discover your passion and actively pursue your vision, then events will occur to bring it to fruition. Remember that one person with a vision is greater than hundreds of passive seekers who live by minimal standards. The relentless pursuit of your dreams, regardless of great obstacles, identifies your true purpose. When people think, oh, no, that's impossible for me to do, they settle for less and remain unfulfilled. The only time people have limits or boundaries is when they formulate them. He says, Shakespeare once said, nothing is either good or bad. Only thinking makes it so. Did you guys hear that? Let me repeat that for you. Shakespeare says, the only time people have limits or boundaries is when they formulate them. Nothing is either good or bad. Only thinking makes it so. Wow. He goes on to say, the belief that nature makes no judgment on behavior only people do is a profound thought when one faces a daily barrage of principal questions and status quo dogma. We live in a world of judgmental people, notwithstanding our willingness to distinguish good and bad as being one of our most enhancing attributes, it is vitally important to realize that good and bad are categories self-imposed on the world and not of the world. The actioner recognizes the complexity between the physical and the conceptual. These bring about great confusion to people. Theoretical reality is formulated, he says, in the mind. It is then spoken or written in a matter which makes it seem accurate, although it is a construct, meaning it's just a theory, right? Our spoken word is replete with concepts that have no existence in the physical, no time and space reference. However, they seem as real as anything tangibly held by you. Impartiality, as an example, or ethics or moral principles or concepts we have established to meet objectives we normally could not have. This is our method of assessing each other's performance. Consider all words are only made up by people and are not a matter created by nature. 
These merely notions are simple inventions expressed through verbal communication. If you have misdirection on a business deal or you lose a property acquisition, people find comfort in the rationalization through words like, well, I guess it was not meant to be. If a young person dies accidentally or even after extended illness, they will say, well, I guess it was his time. If a person believes he or she had bad luck when it comes to succeeding in business, primarily because every time they try, they fail, they reach the outrageous conclusion that it is their destiny not to be in business. So they assume that this is a permanent condition and live a lifetime of constraint. Wow. He says, becoming an actionaire formulates an attitude that will introduce them to new untapped opportunities. Business deals are sitting dormant, awaiting their embrace. This is the opposite view held by those who think there is a short supply of potential investment, so a short supply of money. Actual scarcity of potential business is not the same as scarcity opinion. In a community with limited numbers of resources, such as one small isolated island, one could determine that an actual scarcity of goods or resources exists. However, that is not the same as a scarcity opinion, which is an attitude prevailing in some people. This scarcity opinion is an attitude which is the undiscriminating ongoing belief that life offers very few business opportunities and that you must put all your energy into working for someone else. Well, I'm going to end right there. I hope you guys were catching some of that stuff I was throwing out to you there in this last chapter of Action Has No Season. I want to encourage you to become an actioner, to become a woman of productivity, to become a woman who is a queen of goal setting, to become a woman who is queen of a cash flow analysis, who become a woman who is all about the numbers because the numbers will never lie to you. Become a woman who takes action because you have the power too. Now that leads me to our last topic for the day, which is you can't be successful if you don't believe. Again, you can't be successful if you don't believe. So I want to talk to you about something because there's something bothering me. Okay, there's something been going on and rumbling within me, and 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 I always like to come to all of you and share what I deal with, uh, from coaching other people, from speaking in other uh, to other groups and different things, and and the emails that I receive. And I want to share something with all of you, and that is that first of all, I love all of you. I love you with the love of God. You guys need to understand and know that I have a a deep-rooted gift from God to help people. I'm able to explain things in ways that most people are not able to do. So I can help take you different places at a faster pace. Now, it's not something that I I grew up wanting to do, but it definitely is something that is a gift that God allowed me to recognize. And so I'm using that talent. I'm using that gift. Why? Because I don't want to leave this world with that gift being untapped, right? And so I want you to understand something. This is truly God. God given to me that your belief is directly tied into the success of your business. It's, t- it's directly tied into your happiness, your joy. It's tied into that. And the issue is that I'm hurting right now is that I so desperately want to show everyone how belief has helped me to rise above and has helped me to become the successful businesswoman that I am today. And, and, and I want you guys to understand that belief 
is the key to you being successful in your business, being successful in relationships, being successful in your life, okay? So I want to give you some things that are going to help to strengthen your belief. Number one, you got to forgive yourself. And I want to give a shout-out to my, my good friend, life coach, Pamela Boudre, who who is all about helping people to learn how to forgive themselves. But you got to be able to forgive yourself. And, yes, we do as women. We walk around with untapped emotions, uh, feeling upset with ourselves and angry with ourselves because we feel like we are a failure or we feel like we didn't get a chance to do something. We feel like we're too old, too young. We feel like someone else has the ace on us because they're doing something better or they seem better represented. They seem to have it better put together. We, we are so emotional as women that we allow our emotions to take us places that they really should not be. And so as a result, we are putting negative thoughts and ideas and opinions into our subconscious mind, which are repeating themselves over and over. And guess what? They form automated habits. And you know what happens when an automated habit uh, happens. It's a danger sign. It's like, okay, now the habit is occurring without us even trying to think about it or without us trying to, to, to do it. It's just happening. It's just We just automatically think negative. We're a big ball of negative thinking. And we have to be very, very careful of that. And one of the things I think that we can do is we can forgive ourselves. We can, we can love ourselves. We can, take, we can be compassionate with ourselves. We can say, you know what, it's okay if I failed at that business, or it's okay if I don't have the best website. It's okay, but I have a desire to have it, and I will have it. It is coming to me. Okay, so you have to be willing to forgive yourself. Here's the second thing. Ladies, we've been talking all this month and reading our book club book of the month, Action Has No Season. So here, the, the thing of it is, is that you've got to be willing to take action. Even when you feel like a force field is holding you back, because I've felt like that. Have you ever felt like that? You have a desire, you want to take action, but for the life of you, you can't figure out why you're not taking action. You've got to be able to get yourself to move. And some, sometimes you need a coach or you need an accountability partner. You need someone that can help you um, realize that, wow, look at this. This is really happening. This is really helping me, okay? And I want you guys to be able to take action on your dreams and goals. Remember Remember that definition of unshakable faith, uh, a level of belief so deeply rooted it compels you to take swift and immediate action? Hey, that's what being an actionaire is all about. Actionaires have unshakable faith in themselves, right? So that's number two. Number three. You've got to prepare your mind for greatness. And we talked about that today in the five questions of leadership. You, that's one of the things you've got to do. You've got to create a habit of you waking up in the morning and preparing your mindset for greatness, creating your own custom affirmations, tapping into your own personal power. Here's number four. Don't get caught up in your emotions. You've got to learn how to say to yourself, girl, so what? Get, get the heck out of here. Right? You gotta say, girl, shut up. Stop it. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Because it's just not gonna work with me today. And of course you're talking to yourself. But sometimes you have to just put yourself in, in check. You have to really put yourself in the right place, the right mindset. Don't get caught up in your emotions and start talking about what you should have, could have, would have done and, and who who who's after you and you know, uh, all that thinking, thinking, that negativity. It is not going to do you any good. 
Last but not least, again, believing in yourself is about to thine own self being true. If you're not willing to reach out to me as a coach or to somebody else to help and, and admit to yourself that you don't know it all or that you need to be held accountable, then guess what? You are going to keep yourself stagnant. Nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect. Nobody is expecting you to be perfect but you. So what you need to do is to become an actionaire and to tap into your personal power, and you've got to start believing in yourself and asking yourself, do I have the right kind of belief to support the success I want? Think on that. I wish you such a productive week, everybody. Have a beautiful week full of profit, full of new leads coming your way. Take care. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.